once again to the center of infinity. This is EK, the DJ, alongside with Miss Courtney, the foodie chick. Hi, guys. And we're here to talk to you about some weird and strange things and the unexplained and all that kind of makes you go, hmm, things. Uh, but first and foremost, the views and opinions expressed in this program belong to the individual speaking. At FXPG Public Radio, we believe that free speech means the freedom to openly disagree. If you disagree with any expressed view or opinion, we welcome a civil discussion. Absolutely. Right? You know what's funny? That you you know had that disclaimer this week. <laughs> I was just thinking about that last week. I was like, Where's oh, our disclaimer? We need to record a new one. Yeah. Because the old disclaimer had pirate radio, yeah, and we're no longer pirates. We, we may be at heart, but <laughs> we're about giving back now. <clears throat> yep, indeed. We always want to give back, but can't take the savage out. Nope. <laughs> so, how was your week? Solid. Uh, I worked, you know, I worked a lot. That's what I do. I work a lot. Spent some time with my boy. Yeah. Um, didn't get in anything too adventurous. Pretty mellow week. Played some Fortnite. Oh, you're one of those. I should have known. <laughs> Everyone. One of what? One of those. One of what? <laughs> Everyone is like super into that game. It's ridiculous. Um. It's for awesomeness is what it is. Oh, my God. Did you see the kid, like, over the weekend that shot everybody at the video game competition? <sighs> what is that? That's, that's what's wrong with America. What? Why? Why did he snap? Why did he feel that was the solution? Why was that his final answer? For, for, did, he lose, did he lose a fucking video game? And, and mm-hmm. was that it? Yeah. Was that, I lost... I lost a fictitious virtual experience, so I have to end lives. Apparently, he had won the competition last year and was pissed that he lost this year. Right. You're stupid and you're stupid and you're stupid. That's all there is. I don't... I I got nothing else. You're stupid, and you're stupid, and you're stupid. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, pretty much. It's a game, bro. Yeah. It's a game. Try again next year. Well, did you see everything that came from it? Because I guess he had used a 3D printed gun. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. So now... People are flipping the fuck out. Let's be realistic about this. Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. He did not use a 3D printed gun. The science isn't there yet for it to take multiple shots without ruining the barrel. Maybe I was listening to fake news. Unless he had like (laughs) 16 3D guns he was huffing around with it. Yeah. I don't believe that this... The, he maybe had a 3D printed gun, yeah, but or he maybe didn't he use it. Right, right. Like, like <clears throat> I feel like there's there's part of, something is missing in in that story because the 3D printed gun technology, yeah, it's like not there's that still good. there's still a problem. Plastic doesn't absorb heat as well, especially from a, a discharged bullet. Right, it, like so so there there's still some 
work that needs to be done. Well, so people are absolutely freaking out right now because they were talking about people with 3D printers that can potentially uh, produce these things. And sell them to people who aren't supposed to have them, like felons and terrorists. And yeah, stuff like that. and 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 not not to discredit that, and and the and the risk in in such because mm. it could get off, one shot, which is all you need if you have yeah, one target. If you have great aim. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, there is definitely a, a threat factor there, um, yep. and especially about you know th- people having one shot in the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there's also like a lot of risk in involved in just even firing these guns, you know. So, um, you know, do, do the research. Uh, I, I would recommend anyone hearing stories like this. Like, do, you're not getting the whole story. You're not getting. There's no way you're getting the whole story. Um, so check. Make sure you check in to dip and and do a little research into the 3D guns. Like, be be concerned for the right reasons. Right. Um, they are not as scary as a real gun, and real guns aren't scary in the right hands. Um. Yeah, that's that. I don't want to. I don't want to rant on that. I'm just. I'm just. That's all. Well, also, can we just? So I know that we don't. Uh, we don't really talk about like political things. It just doesn't suit the show too much. But I just wanted to touch on. I feel like Trump is about to like out the Illuminati. <laughs> Trump is about to out the Illuminati. Um, Please go on. Yeah, because so I so I was watching the news literally like right before I came here, and they were talking about how um there were they had like Trump on there, and he was talking about how there were people behind the scenes that we that we don't actually have control over what's going on. Somebody else has control over what's going on. Somebody else is controlling what we can see on Google. Someone else is controlling what we see on the news. Um, and all of those other things, you know, his, you know, famous fake news type of thing. Um, so <laughs> I was talking to a friend on the way here and I was like, Oh God. I was like, this is about to be, like, a real thing. And one of two things is going to happen. Either this motherfucker is going to turn up missing. He's going to get jfk Yeah. Or... They're going to shoot him in the face during a parade. Right. Or they're just going to continue to play out the he's crazy as fuck storyline that's been happening. Mm. Yeah. 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 But I was just watching it and I was like, oh my God, he's talking about the Illuminati. It, <laughs> it does sound an awful lot. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be But it could good. also be like the paranoia of an old man searching his name on Google and finding out that, you know, it ain't so positive. Yeah. And listen, bro, I mean, look, there are definitely people that appreciate your efforts, but mm-hmm. also at the same time, there are a lot of people that dislike how vocal you are and and you your actions affect emotions in in a, a demographic of people that can't handle it. Yeah. Can't handle your actions, bro. Uh so you know, I would suggest tightening back up on that Twitter. Tight, mm-hmm. Tightening back up on your pub, <laughs> on the public statements unless they're official statements. Um you know, just 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 watch out, man. You're pissing off half the country. 
and, and, and you know, they're, they're going to be pissed off no matter what, but, you know, right. you don't have to keep pouring gas onto the fire. Oh, you God. Know, it's going to burn on its own. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that just because I felt like I'm, it was part of the Illuminati thing. I'm with you. I was like, oh, man, he's making some decisions right now. Mm. <laughs> so... What are we going to talk about Area tonight? Area 51. Area 51. So let's talk about your first exposure to Area 51. Because I know what mine is. Uh-huh. E.T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like watching the movie E.T. as a kid. Now, meanwhile, when I was a kid, I had no idea that's what they were alluding to. Yeah. Like the whole Area 51 thing. Um, but yeah, man. That's, uh, that's crazy. <laughs> E.T., man. Um, Area 51 has been a topic of a lot of uh, conspiracies and uh, government cover-up conspiracies and, and, and mysteries involved with missing aliens and supposed uh, alien autopsies and experiments and maybe some spaceship that we stole some technology from and that's why we went through this technological boom Yeah, is because we you know backwards engineered this alien technology. I mean, that could very well be. It very well could be. Um, and, and, you know, that's just that's just scratching the surface. So we get a couple articles, which will end up on our landing page. And, uh, you know, you'll be able to check that out immediately after our website, after our, our episode ends. Yes. Um, and we'll post all the links to our articles there, as well as a nice little doodle that Miss Courtney's working on <laughs> to, that is themed to our episode. Yep. So... Do you want to dive right in? Yeah. So we'll go to the 15 facts of Area 51. So there's a lot more than 15 facts, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> but these... <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have said the. You skipped the what is it. What is it? I did. Damn it. So it's it, it actually is a United States Air Force facility. Um, it is a highly classified remote detachment of Edwards Air Force Base, uh, and it is in the Nevada Test and Training Range. Um, according to the CIA, uh, the correct name for the facility are Homie Airport and Groom Lake. Hmm. I didn't know any of that. Um, the name Area 51 was used in a CIA document from the Vietnam War. Um, it's also been referred to as Dreamland and Paradise Ranch, among other nicknames. Paradise Ranch is an odd, odd name for it, I I think. So, uh, and also the special use airspace around the field is referred to as Restricted Area mm-hmm. 4808 North. Um, so obviously... Nobody really knows what the primary purpose of the base is, um, but we assume, based on historical evidence, that it's about you know black projects, experimental aircrafts, um, you know maybe wartime secrets, military secret information. Um, the CIA publicly acknowledged its existence only back in 2005 uh, because of the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, there was a request filed in 2005, so they had to publicly acknowledge the existence of the base for the first time. Mm. 
so yeah, that's uh, that's where all this new knowledge comes from. It's only uh, we've only really known about this thing that's been around for a long time for a couple of years. So I'm not gonna. This is from Wikipedia. There's a lot more to it there. You can check it out uh, by going to our landing page. And now we're gonna jump into the 15 facts. Yeah. About area 15 um, facts. since you kind of just covered like the intro of that article, um, I'm gonna start with what's in a name, and it comes to us from LiveScience.com, and. <clears throat> It talks about kind of what EK just went into, how Area 51 is sort of a bureaucratic military jargon. Um, That's the basis uh, for vast conspiracies. Um, And then it talks about... It actually makes sense. Like the Area 51 name kind of makes sense because it's talking about blast areas or blast sites or whatever, um, test sites. Yes. Um, so like in different, in different parts of, uh, like the Yucca flat is, uh, area one, two, area one, four, two, five. Like it's right. There's, there's stuff going on there. Like it's specific areas for the test site. So like there's logic behind it. Yes. Um, and then it goes on to talk about how in July of 1947, uh, when Roswell Daily's record, Daily Records front page headline screamed, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. Um, the U.S. military claimed that it was an un- that the unidentified crashing object was just a weather balloon conspiracy theorists insisted that it was an alien spacecraft which was taken from the roswell ranch property of area 51 for reverse engineering which is exactly what you were talking about a few minutes ago um and perhaps there was a large-eyed alien gray inside so for those of our listeners that are not familiar with the gray alien. Mm-hmm. This is basically like a racial slur for, for a certain type of aliens based right. on their gray skin tone. They're of long heads with the big black eyes. It's the traditional alien trope. Right. Um, but like that's they're they're called the grays, but it's just this this rudimentary. I that's it's a slur, <laughs> damn it. They're aliens. It's they just, rude. It's rude to just call them the color of their skin. So we should. Just, we have. We should. We've come beyond that. We should just call them all. We aliens. should stop. Yeah. We should stop calling them gray. They're alien beings. Damn it. <laughs> um. And then it says in 1994 in September the Air Force released a report with a fuller story, um, that the wreckage was indeed a balloon and was not an or but was not an ordinary weather balloon. Instead, it was an atomic monitoring balloon that um, meant to detect off nuclear testing blasts. Okay, so here's why, here's why this, here's why this is important, and it makes it much more believable. Uh-huh. Um, it's a weather balloon. God forbid people find out that we're looking out because we think other people are testing nuclear bombs. Right. We don't. That is something the government would want to cover up. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't have. We don't have a weather balloon that's supposed to test for nuclear radiation floating above your heads just in case we get attacked, like, or because we think someone else might be preparing it. Because the people are going to ask that question. Right. Why is there a nuclear detecting balloon? Why do we need that? Right. And they're going to start flipping out. 
exactly. So to avoid mass panic, um, that makes sense. I'll buy it. I'll buy that story over the weather balloon story, and I understand why people are skeptical of the weather balloon story. Right. Um, so the next the next fact I think is like pretty self explanatory. Delayed UFO claims. Um, and I think that we've all seen stories like this. You know, there's somebody that randomly turns up on A and E that is reporting that they saw a UFO. You know, thirty years ago. Um, but this specific one says, despite the headline making um headline making balloon crash in 1947, Area 51 didn't really get its extraterrestrial reputation until the late 1980s when the when a man named Robert Lazar told Las Vegas television told a Las Vegas television station that he worked at a mysterious site called S4 near Area 51 to reverse engineer crashed flying saucers. But it was lies. The dude was a prick and he made it all up. <laughs> and this is why we can't get legit conspiracy theories is because, because of pricks like, like this, this that got to make shit up and get and get caught making shit up and just you, you mess with the credibility of people that have had le- potentially legitimate experiences. Dumb A. I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you. <laughs> um. So obviously, mm-hmm. Area 51 is a no visitor, no visitor zone. Um. So that is a fact about Area 51. You 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 can't you you can't go near there or even near the fences. Uh. There are guys known as camo dudes mm-hmm. because you know that's what they wear when they're on the job. And if you go anywhere near it, they come out and they tell you to get the hell away, get out of here, and they're armed to the teeth. Right. Um, so, yeah. And the next thing is no visitors. That's what I just said. Oh. I read the, I read the next one. Damn it, EK. Follow me. Follow along. I know, but I <laughs> I was sketching and I heard what I you know. said, but it I didn't know. register. <laughs> I, know, I know you're over there doodling. Um, it's for um, the show, so it's allowed. <laughs> um, but the next one is... Another conspiracy? Did we get through this one? Nope. Yet? Nope. I okay. just did the visitors one. All right. Another conspiracy. As as if crashed UFOs weren't enough, some conspiracy theorists also think that Area 51 is where the moon landing was staged. Um, in 1974, in the 1974 book, We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle, conspiracy theorist Bill Casing argues that NASA astronauts never made it to space and that all the footage of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walking on the lunar surface was filmed at Area 51. I'll allow it. You'll allow what? Um, You'll allow the the theory? Yeah. However, okay. I will say this. Um I have not been able to test this theory myself. All right. But supposedly there's this reflector plate on the moon. And okay. You, and you can shine a laser on it. And you can hit it. Right. And it, it sends laser back here. And that's how you can tell that that we've been there. Because there's a... We put the reflector plate there. Somebody told me that one huh. time. I don't know how much... I got to do some research. I might just be talking about behind here. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is interesting, though, and it would make sense if we were able to do something like that. I think that, that, that was a, that's, a, that's a good 
It's a good idea. Look, we put a mirror on the moon. Just look. You can see yourself in it. Uh-huh. If you, <laughs> you can see yourself. If you look it. really hard and squint and cover one eye and use a telescope, you can see yourself in the moon. Because we put a mirror up there so you can shine lasers at it. Right. We like to fuck with the moon cats. The moon cats. Yeah, we shoot we shoot lasers at the moon for the moon cats. Oh my god. Okay. They're not aliens at all. It's just moon cats out there. It's moon cats. Yeah, those suckers breed. Oh no. Lots of them. Dark side of the moon, all cat. All cat. All cat. Just a layer of moon cat. Oh no. I um, don't know if I believe that. The next one we already <laughs> the next one we already went over, the Air Force affiliation. Officially Air Force Area 51's part of the Nevada Test and Training Range, which is part of Nellis Air Force Base. So yeah. Um and then there's the official statement of what it's for, uh, which the Nevada Test and Training Range is to, supposed to train aircraft crew, crews and combat scenarios um, and live munitions training, which is why people need to stay the hell away. It's very dangerous. Uh, no big conspiracy. We're just trying to be careful. Right. Um, one of these planes uh, that they, they developed here was supposedly the... Uh, U two spy plane, which yeah. was like that super high altitude one they used to spy, um, and it took off on its first flight, nineteen fifty five, hmm. from Area fifty one. So, uh, the whole paradise in the desert thing you were talking about earlier, right? So when this was like a big testing site for this this U two and and other secret military stuff. Uh-huh. Um, an engineer came up with a bit of rebranding to convince the government workers and their families to pick up and move to the middle of the de- desert. So he nicknamed the place Paradise Ranch. Um, and and uh, that was all about, it was all about just, hey, uh, we got to make this more appealing because we need people to work here. So they were trying to sell it. Yeah, it was all about selling it. Hmm. So you're right about, oh, why would they call it Paradise Ranch? Well, there you go, because it had no business being called Paradise Ranch, and they were just trying to sell it. Huh. Um, because of the, all, the insane amount of conspiracies, uh, you know, the secrecy, the secrecy kind of feeds that, you know, like... Right. Um, and only now that certain things are getting declassified, um, uh, we're finding out that it wasn't really a natural phenomena or high altitude weather research. You know, they were testing fucking warplanes and like spy shit and like, like that's that like so because right. they were being secretive because they needed to be secretive, it, it spawned all these conspiracies that got way out of control. But they couldn't really say, no, we're being spies. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, this is the spy playground. I mean, yeah, we're being secretive, but for something completely different, you guys. Mm-hmm. Come on, ser- seriously. For a good reason. Come on. <laughs> You're going to ruin Christmas. <laughs> um, obviously, Area 51 had remained active for a while. There's, it's, still, it's still used today. Um, there, you know, what you can find out on Google Earth is like, like, like runways and, and stuff for for what appears to be planes, obviously. Um, and, like, new construction. Uh, and, yeah, it's... it's uh, Despite not being able to have access, like, people still go year-round, year like, and try to get around the fences. Not get around the fences, but, like, like go and check out, oh, we found Area 51, and then the camo dudes come out, and they're like, get the hell out of here. 
<laughs> do people really do that? Like they try to like look around like the fence and stuff like that? I, I don't know. You don't know. What did you say? <laughs> I said, do people really do that? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, that's what I thought you said. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. I've never met anybody dumb enough to go, oh, let's get as close as we can to the secret uh, government site where we know that there's camo dudes with guns. I want to see if we can find the camo dudes. Yeah. Uh, that's how fucking people get disappear. You know where <laughs> yeah. anal probes come from? Guantanamo. <laughs> okay. I'm saying. Yeah. Don't be fucking around. Got it. Trying to go Area 51, get your ass in trouble. All right, so there's no real solid evidence about captured and studied UFOs at Area 51, but there are files that were declassified in 2013 that we did secretly obtain Soviet MiG fighters during the Cold War. Um, uh, and the projects were called Have Donut... Have drill and have ferry. Okay. I don't know why. That's just this was what the drills were called. That is interesting. Uh, this is also the testing site for a Lockheed A twelve ox cart and the D one D twenty one tag board and uh, the F one seventeen Nighthawk, a stealth attack aircraft made by Lockheed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they started using it in nineteen eighty one, but the public didn't know about it till nineteen eighty eight. Uh, Nighthawks were flown in the Gulf War and during the war in Yugoslavia, as well as the Iraq War. Okay, so, oh, what could have been? Did you know that during the uh, 2016 race, uh, Hillary Clinton said she wanted to make more files about Area 51 public? No, did she? Uh, No, obviously she didn't get elected. She wasn't. (laughs) Come on, how far behind are you? Um. No, I meant like did like did she say that? I didn't know that she said that. So uh, yeah, she said I'd like to I'd like for us to go into those files and hopefully make as much of that public as possible. Because if there's nothing there, let's just tell people there's nothing there. Right. Uh, and she said that on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I must have missed that one. Uh, and apparently, she told uh, she told Kimmel that Bill, when he was in the office, looked for information on government knowledge of extraterrestrials and uh, didn't find anything. Mm. Keep on covering it up, Hillary. I don't believe you now. I don't believe you then. <laughs> I don't think anybody believes her. <laughs> All right. So, um, the story behind the myth. Yep. And then, uh, wow, we're we're actually right at nine thirty. So, I have to burn through this one. This is oh, a pop. Okay. This is a popular mechanic story, and this is the real story behind the myth of Area Fifty One. Um, there were no aliens, uh, but what there is is just as interesting. And this just kind of goes on to uh. A more descriptive, uh, a more descriptive uh, look of the surrounding areas. So, like, it's in the middle of the barren Nevada desert. Uh, there's a dusty, unmarked road that leads to the front gate of Area 51. It's protected by little more than a chain link fence, a boom gate, and an intimidating trespassing signs. <laughs> One would think America's much mythicized top-secret military base would be under closer guard, but make no mistake, they are watching. Beyond the gate, cameras see every angle. On the distant hilltop, there's a white pickup truck with a tinted windshield peering down on everything below. Locals says, locals say the base knows every desert tortoise and jackrabbit that hops the fence. Others claim they're embedded sensors in the approaching road. Hmm. This is a direct quote from the popular mechanics uh, website. 
Um, so they go on to talk about the Soviet aircraft. Uh, you know, the 1947 Roswell crash was actually a Soviet aircraft piloted by uh, mutated midgets. Uh-uh. Um, that's a that's a colorful. That's just a rumor. That's one of the conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, a Soviet aircraft piloted by mutated midgets. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, they also there's also beliefs about the government filming the moon landing there. Um, right. So it's the 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 point is that what is true is that it's real and it's very active. And while it might not be aliens or moon landings. Uh, there's a lot of other stuff. Uh, what's going on? That's that's and right. still going on there. It is a so, thing. So we know about the uh, the stuff in the Gulf War and the Nighthawks and all that stuff. But but now the question is, what's going on now? What secret testing of of aircrafts are being tested now? We know that drones are a huge thing now. Um, yeah. You know, you don't even need a pilot for some of these aircrafts. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie. I think it was called Good Kill. Um, but it was about a drone pilot who was, wasn't really in the aircraft, uh, but he would, he would pilot it from afar or whatever. So it was really weird. Mm. Was, uh, he developed That's this, he developed this, uh, this detachment from emotion because of, you know, he's just piloting a huh. robot or whatever. But anyway, you did, I think it was called Good Kill. It's worth watching. Um, but yeah, so that, that that that's where I am now is what's going on there now. Yeah. Um so well they have they have a kind of like a detailed thing at the bottom where it says how to explore area 51. Right. So so here's here's the thing. So flights are still going on uh in 2017 just last year in September. So about a year ago. Mm. Uh Air Force Lieutenant Colonel was killed under mysterious circumstances when his plane crashed in Nevada and the Pentagon would not immediately ID the aircraft. It seems he was most likely flying a foreign jet obtained by the United States. Huh. That's that's the assumption. Um, a so, foreign jet. Right. So we're fucking going to other countries, stealing their planes, bringing them back here. to. That's That's... Yeah, go ahead. Go, yeah, aliens. Aliens. Yeah, we're not tempting war by stealing fucking fighter jets from right. other countries. We're not we're not poking any bears. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, aliens. Aliens. Animal probes. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the better. Yeah, believe that. That's yeah, we're not going to bunk that conspiracy at all because it's way less fucking terrifying than us poking nuclear war by stealing jets from other countries. Right. Crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy, but it makes sense. I mean, we've talked about it before where they redirect you, um, like, as far as the news goes. To, you know, from what's actually going on. The truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and thanks to things like Google Earth, it's a lot harder for them to hide it. Yeah. That's true. So yeah, I think that's gonna wrap us up on Area Fifty One for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely check out. Uh, it, it there there's I've never gone there, but I I think that I would like to. Um, not necessarily for 
to actually visit Area 51, mm-hmm. but to go to the actual, like, uh, alien cons that happen out there. Right. I think that would be really cool. And plus, you know, they got all those themed restaurants and it's all, everything alien. And the... Yeah, it would be really cool. It would be cool just to go on an adventure just to... Aliens. Like a little touristy thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's time. It's time for my favorite part. It's time. It's time for my favorite part. Mystery. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to eat it. And I am. So every week, uh, Miss Courtney over there brings me a mystery munchie um, made for made for me specifically to enjoy uh, to make you all jealous so she can sell uh, more of them. Uh, that's the goal anyway. That's true. So what is... Actually, let me open it and take a bite first. And then what you can is tell it? Us. Yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to take a bite. It looks to be... Tell me about it. It's a muffin of some kind. Uh-huh. I'm going to take a bite. Mm. Oh, that's delicious. It is a chocolate chip muffin. Mm-hmm. And it is... Moist and gooey, not gooey, um, chewy, chewy, but uh, delicious, very the perfect amount of sweet. Yeah, I replaced, I used butter in it because I feel like you can't replace real butter. Oh, agreed. <laughs> what would you replace it with? But I, re- <laughs> but I replaced the oil in it because there was there was oil in the recipe. Mm. I replaced the oil with applesauce. Interesting. And I feel like it does have just a little bit of like a fruity. Just, it does. Just a little bit. But it's not like overwhelming. Yeah, subtle. Good. I'm having another. <laughs> um, so 540 Foodie Chick yes. is, is something you've been doing for a while. It is yes. it is mostly baked sweets. Yes. Baked um, sweets. And baked goods. Yes. And I use uh, But that's not that's not all you can do. No, it's not all I can do. I was actually just thinking about that on the way here. I was like, man, next week maybe I should do like real food. Uh, I was uh, not not to say that hey, you should you know that hey, bring dinner next time. Uh, no. <laughs> um I just want to make sure that our listeners know because every every episode we've done a mystery munchie so far, it has been a sweet treat um, yeah. of some kind, but I know that you are uh, a little bit more than just a baker. Yes. Uh, you are a culinary, uh, a constant culinary student. Yes. Um, and you enjoy new recipes and creative recipes mm-hmm. um, and making your own. Yeah. Uh, so I think you guys should all check out 540 Foodie Chick. There is a Facebook group. I always tag it um, in our landing page. Yes. And you can contact uh, Miss Courtney. You can. And custom order anything. Yes. Uh, I will, you know what, I'll never forget that when I first started at the station. It was the bacon cupcakes. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you were going to say? I brought oh. you chocolate bacon cupcakes and like everybody just. They were gone. Flipped and, out. <laughs> and I had to tell so many people no, like I bought them for my dad. Like um, these aren't, I mean, I in retrospect, I probably should have gotten more than a dozen. Um, because people freaking lost it. Yeah. They they like they thought oh my, that it was is that like, the bacon? Best is that is that bacon <laughs> on the cu- yes yes it's bacon get away <laughs> don't eat my cupcakes I don't even think I got to eat one <laughs> uh 
like a whole one. I think I had to yeah. split one. They were good. They were good and they went fast. Bacon <laughs> chocolate cupcakes. Are you listening, crowd? <laughs> Are you lit bacon chocolate cupcakes? So you can find me on Facebook. In the club getting tipsy? Yes, absolutely. Right next to Jaquan. I like it. Um, <laughs> on Facebook at 540foodiechick, and you can email me at 540foodiechick at gmail.com. I like it. So you know what we haven't done in a while? What? And we're going to have to do something from it next week. Tell me. The Big Book of Conspiracies. Yes. Um, it's been we a while since do we found... We need to consult. We need to consult the Big Book of Conspiracies for next week's episode. Yes. I'm not going to tell you what guys, guys what it is, but I do have this awesome Big Book of Conspiracies that we refer to, and I'm actually going to grab it off the shelf for a second. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm a big fan of cheap books. Right. Um, so this is a very thick book called Conspiracies and Secret Societies, The Complete Dossier. Uh by Brad and Sherry Steiger. Um, I got this book at five below for five dollars. Um, and I like I like the cheap books. I like I like the five below books because they are inexpensive and uh, they're fun and 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 people should they read, do people, have some neat stuff there. And people should read more. And uh, and I bring up the big book of conspiracies and secret societies because it does a great thing at the end of each one of its. Uh, uh, specific articles um, that it, that it references is it cites its sources at the and this is it's I don't know it's it's, it's hundreds of of conspiracies in here, mm-hmm. uh, but at the end of each one it details it, it gives the sources for its information and I love that citing your sources is a, is a is a very important thing to do give credit for the people that did the research, um, so yeah uh, that brings me to a second point uh, about books in general mm-hmm. so a lot of the mainstream podcasts that I listen to uh, pitch things like audible and uh, um, subscription services and right. stuff like that. And, and, and that, you know, that's, that's how they get their advertising dollars, but this is FXBG public radio. We're about Fredericksburg. Yeah. So I'm not going to pitch audible. What I'm going to pitch is central Rappahannock regional library. Yes. We've got one. We've got a bunch of branches. There's one yeah. downtown the library cards are free. Yes. They don't just do books anymore. They've got DVDs. There's comic books. There's um, there's audio books. Um, there's a theater attached to the one downtown. Yeah. Um, they do readings for kids. Yeah, it's all a, kinds it's, of stuff. it's awesome. And your local library, you don't need Audible. Get a yeah. library card and get the Libby app for yeah. Android or iOS, or the Kindle app. You can rent books from using your library card. Lose you there. Using your library card to add right into your Kindle app or right into your uh, Libby app. Uh, Sweet. Uh, and that, yeah, I listen to audiobooks all the time and I get them from Central Rappahannock Regional Library. Support your local businesses, support your local community. I would much rather you go get a book from your local library than you subscribe to Audible. Not that I don't think people should subscribe to Audible, <laughs> but yeah, no, I got it. I, I want Fredericksburg to thrive. So get your, get your libraries, get that support the central Rappahannock regional library. Yes. Libraries. Hey, it's free internet too, by the way. Internet. Your, got your library card. You ain't got a computer at home or your computer, you know, your internet's on the fritz. Go to the library. The internet's working. It's true. I'm just saying it's not, a library is not just a library anymore. That is very true. They do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 
And, you know, it was funny because I had to, like, fax something a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, who the fuck still has fax machines? Uh, the library. Yeah. <laughs> the library still has fax machines. You'd be surprised. So. The, library's, the library's hooked up, like, yeah. with, with stuff that you need to be legit. You want you need something notarized? Library. Yeah. Everywhere else, charge you five bucks. Go to UPS and get, get, get something notarized. Five bucks. Your local library? Free. Free notary. Cool. I'm saying. <laughs> support your local communities guys um so it is now time for the weird news weird news uh, first of all how dare you <laughs> i knew it was coming well, first mean... let me tell you you're gonna I'm, I'm mad about this for the wrong reasons oh okay well, can you, I mean, would you expect anything less from Mirror? Lacy bras mm-hmm. for men are now a thing. Yes. Now, I am not going to assume someone's personal lifestyle. So I'm, what I'm about to say is is just, just a, a, more of a question than anything mm-hmm. else. Lacy bras for men. Yeah. Shouldn't we avoid this? Isn't 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 creating this kind of problematic? Should we not just start saying bras are unisex? Wouldn't that be more appropriate? Um, if if bras are gonna, if 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 bras are gonna gonna be used for non-functional purposes, right? Which is to support breasts that you don't naturally have, mm-hmm. and if and, and like I said, if this is for someone in drag or or someone that is is transgender or, or pre-transition or or whatever, right? Like I, I I'm I understand all that, but but if someone is transgender and this bra is designed for them, they they don't want to buy a bra for him. They want to buy a bra for a female. You would think. Right. But it kind of goes back to the statement that you made right at the beginning where you were saying that they aren't necessarily functional. So if you buy a bra for a woman, there's probably going to be room in the cup. Right. And an underwire. Right. And it's going to be uncomfortable and stuff like that. So um, these lingerie... um, for men designers are called it i want to say it's called hum mystery what (laughs) where do you see that word in this article um so it's in there a couple times but the first one is right below the title of the article holy crap what is that word yeah, hum, hum, mystery. That's oh. that's a foreign language. That's two words. Is it French? I don't know, but I'm about to look it up. You keep okay. talking. And I'm gonna All right. Um, so the article starts right into uh, ladies. If you've ever looked at your man's underwear and thought that it was a bit dull, then you're not alone. Um, there's so much choice when it comes to women's underwear, but most <laughs> men. It translates to mystery man. Yeah, it does. Mystery man. <laughs> Um, but most men only have boxers or briefs to choose from. So this company has come up with a unique line of bras and panties. Well, they're not using the term panties. They're using the term knickers, um, 
to sell and it's geared toward men. Uh, these look very much like women's lingerie. They're lacy, silky, different colors, um, and some of them even have mesh backs for the butt. There was a review. They can also get silk nighties. Yes. Baby dolls, bodysuits. And see, this is the thing like, uh, okay, so it's designed for the male form, yes. the natural male form. Right. At, I, maybe I'm just not aware. But I feel like something like this designed for the male form is like I'm just not aware of men that are just about the underwear if they're cross-dressing. Like, I feel like it would be a a full on thing. I mean, and maybe maybe like at work, you don't want to let that side of yourself show. So maybe the underwear you wear when you're at work because nobody knows, but you still get to feel like you're feminine. But once again, I'm hung up on that whole. Right. There identity, are, the identity concept of it. You there know? are men that cross dress just to do such. Um, uh, yes, I'm very aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there was a review posted for um, their turquoise. Their turquoise Annabelle bra set that says, so sexy. My girlfriend loves me in this and the matching panties. Okay, so here's it. Look, Tim Curry, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Right. Right. You're a fan. Yeah. And he and he has a good body, and he's and he's young, and he right. like he's he's the sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. But like, that's a man in in, in like as and you're a woman that's attracted to men. But he was attractive in that getup. Uh. Don't lie. No. Don't lie i'm not lying that well that wouldn't be a thing that like no so like no. for me for me nothing nothing but what about rocky horror what about the man in the gold speedo yeah okay so it's kind of a bikini brief it is in in, in europe that's like a, that's a normal thing but that's mm-hmm. that's attractive to you yeah okay so so that's halfway there right. that's it without the bra and the garters and the but that's kind of yeah. like a that's kind of like a dude in panties yeah but, but you find that attractive. Yeah. So it's not unrealistic for these people to say, well, hey, some girls, they, they kind of want to see their dudes in in like something lacy and something yeah. pretty. And maybe for you, it's not so much about the bra and the garters, but you're all right with the panty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. I'm not judging. I'm like, just trying to wrap no. my head around like like just they're they're pro- they're promoting it as a bra for men. Yeah. And like I'm, that's what I'm getting hung up on. Like, like is it though? Is it really do you should you call it a bra for men or should you call it a bra for anyone that wants to wear a bra? Mhm. Like I could probably I could probably dig like the mesh underwear and be cool with that, but um I feel like the lace is just like too frilly for me to want to see on a man. Well, but... uh, and 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 please forgive me for asking a personal question. Yeah. But are you someone that wears lingerie? Yeah. Okay. And when you're choosing lingerie for yourself, do you avoid lacy things or do you do you lean towards lacy things? Uh, I probably lean toward more lacy things. Okay, so it's just a it's just your taste. Like you just don't think lace looks good on a man. Then right. that's it. That's your preference. Yeah. All right, I dig it. I'm just trying to understand because this whole concept to me is like I. Right. Like okay, hypothetically, I cross dress. Yeah. I don't do the underwear and the bra because that's not what people see. 
Right. I'm going to wear my shorts. I'm going to wear I'm going to get wear what I'm comfortable in in my undergarments. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like wearing a bra would be kind of restricting. Right. And if I were to want to present as a woman, I would just be a woman that had a small chest and didn't wear a bra. Right. Uh yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really know a whole lot about it either. I know that some men like it just for the feeling because I have read things where some men like literally just wear the lingerie like under their work clothes. Yeah. Okay. Or wear or wear like and I, and nylons I feel, under I, their work clothes. And I feel like is that the only place though? I feel like someone who does that like on the weekends is going uh-huh. all the way. Yeah, probably. Like it's not just the un- like. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just don't know enough. Yeah. We'll have to follow up I don't on know a see if we, see if we know. Um, Talk to the guys on the plank about yeah, that. They might know some. They might do be willing to do a little <laughs> bit more research. Um, maybe they have. These are always fun, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> these are always fun. Our next story is about a dude capturing an image of a ghost, a phantom soldier on horseback. Yes. In a selfie so shocking, it took a week to recover. Oh. So I don't see it. (laughs) You know what's funny? Um, It took me a minute. But if you look behind him, directly behind him where that tree is, yeah, no, no, I see the I see the shadow, but like oh. the, the dude says he captures an image of a phantom soldier on horseback in a selfie, and it's so shocking it took him a week to recover. Now I'm looking at oh. this picture. Like you're saying you don't see the shock value. And and I don't see it like uh it's kind of a grainy picture. It's kinda looks like yeah, it kinda looks like it might be the shadow of a guy riding on a horse, but it's not clear at all. Kinda looks like it's probably just the fucking tree in a bush. Or maybe, or maybe shrubbery, a bear or a shrub, yeah, or a shrubbery. I'm just, I'm not buying the jarring nature of it. Maybe it is a uh, a deer. Yeah, yeah, and they're saying like the like the whole time. They felt like they there like was something following them, and they heard foot like hoofsteps, and like so when the picture came out, it was like oh, like I knew I saw something, I knew I heard something. When the picture came out, like when they looked at the picture and in, in the selfie, and was like, mm-hmm. that's what we're hearing. So like a, like self fulfilling prophecy. Like they show this picture in this article, zoomed in a bunch of times, and and like it's just there's nothing. It's all pixelated. Yeah. So like half of the cell half of the cell of this story is the weirdness of it. Like 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 oh, yeah. the whole night felt weird. Right? So you had to be there. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Um are you hungry? Am I hungry? Are you hungry? No. Because uh, we're about to talk <laughs> about um Definitely not after this shit. We're about to talk about some zombie meat. Okay, so there's a video with this one, and you kind of have to watch the video to truly appreciate what why What's this is on? being called zombie meat. Right. Um. It's definitely like pulsating. Yes. Like, 
So, so the clip actually shows a woman that's like butchering a piece of meat. Looks almost like a pot roast or something. Um, and then you hear her kids in the background, and she sees it moving, and then she flips it, and it's still moving. And not only is it moving, but it's like pulsating, like a beating heart almost. Um, so, and like people are like flipping out about it and they're like, what is it? Uh, but, uh, what I have to say about that is, is that that meat is probably not a good thing to eat because that pulsating is probably some kind of parasite inside of it. Um, like a, some kind of worm. All right. So (laughs) let's, let's not scare the crap out of people. So... Most people claim that a twitching piece of meat indicates freshness. Nah. <laughs> um, I'll trust your judgment because you're the, you're the food person. But I'm just saying, most people claim, and this is this is, took place in India. Um, I think it took place in India, right? Yeah, Indonesia. Um, and so so it's believed it's either a goat or a sheep or a cow or a camel. Um. Uh, this is a phenomenon that happens caused by nerve endings still firing and, and causing muscles to move. Kind of like when you cut a chicken's head off and the body runs a couple feet before it collapses. Right. Um, so this can happen uh, for an hour or so after the ner- central nervous system dies. Um, uh, so... M- if this was like the goat was there, yeah, like like next to the table, and then like she chopped this haunch off the goat while it was alive, and then put it on the table, okay. yeah, okay, it might still twitch, right? Yeah, but okay. that's about that's about as much that. as that's about as much as the reality of that situation. Yeah, I mean because like that, I mean that happens to a fish. Like if you have a live fish and you just uh, cut the head off to kill it so that you can you know, got it and all that. Uh, it flips a few times before, before it stops moving. Uh, and then your theory that, that, um, parasite. Yeah. It could be infested with maggots, which would create the movement beneath the flesh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So there's a nice little disgusting story to end on. (laughs) You're welcome. Weird news. (laughs) Weird news. Um, so yeah, uh, Add some stuff. Add some stuff, and, and, and thank you for listening to our show tonight. Uh, we are going to post a landing page with all the data uh, very soon, and we will see you next time. Bye. I was waiting for you to say bye. Bye. Bye.